Hey guys, and welcome to episode 208 of The Startup Diary. I am one of your hosts, Harrison Mudge. <laughs> I was nearly going to say it, Harrison Callow. <laughs> We're going to keep going. That's a weird uh, I am with my co host, Adam Callow. And it looks like you've got a review. Do you want to? Just jump into that because this whole start is <clears throat> abysmal. I'll just let this you know. isn't a review. This is the email that I sent oh, back okay. to one of our listeners. To be honest, my mistake. We do have a review, but we're recording four episodes this morning, so I thought I'd save that for episode like two or three. And on that note, if you haven't yet left us a review in iTunes, we are out of new reviews. We are up to date. We think we've got about eighty reviews, which is amazing. If you want your review read on the show, take five minutes, guys. Go into iTunes and to podcast. Leave us that review. Let us know why you listen to the show motivates us you'll get it read out and by the way we've had only one person in 80 be like super savvy with it and then drop their company name into it like if you are a startup or you just want some distribution awareness of what you're working on put it into that review and it's a nice way to hack it and get it onto the show and please let this intro not dictate your opinion of the rest of the shows we do like to bring an air of quality today i'm a little bit tired you feeling it yeah it's too early for me mate too early things have changed haven't they (laughs) since the custard factory days Mm. (laughs) my working day doesn't start before seven now in my brain that's cool that's cool i get it i appreciate you getting early harry because what we're trying to do is bring that consistency back to the show a monday wednesday friday show and sometimes that means me and harry getting bright and early to do some planning of the show because on top of what we're doing today where we're answering a listener question, uh, we've got a couple more listener questions that came in. We're also bringing in some guests in the future. So you're going to hear more about that in a later episode. But super excited about that. Harry, should I just get into this and set some context? Do it. How about Fire this? Away. You You read that part of the question, which was the email that I got in from Colin. And we won't say his surname, but Colin, you know who you are. Adam, great podcast today, mate. Still listening with intent all the time. You mentioned cost per acquisition in this episode. It would be great to know the calculation behind that if you have a minute at the end of the day. Keep smashing it, bro. It's epic. Kind regards. So, I got that email from Colin. So, Colin, huge appreciation for sending in that follow-up. I then went back to Colin with an answer. I then sent it across to Harry. And he was like, you should probably just read that out on the show because there's some, there's some information there that we probably didn't cover off in the previous show. That's why Colin sent in the question. And it can be a bit heavy at times, but we'll get into it and break it out at the end. And if you have any follow-up questions to this, let us know, guys. By the way, worst intros ever so far. Guys, we apologize. <laughs> I don't know what, we're not on our right. A game right now. Yeah. You know, when you when you just say you know what leave it in <laughs> just, you know there's there's no way of bringing it back let's just crack on okay we're talking about cost per acquisition people <clears throat> why are you shouting I don't know I, 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 don't, I went into like a Kevin Hart mentality then do you know like when Kevin Hart's on the stage he just kind of like he gives it that like statement like, I, I, we're talking I, about CPA people I re-watched um, the Netflix one where he's in Philadelphia ah uh, hilarious that's a sellout of He's a amazing. football stadium. He's Ooh. amazing. <clears throat> it's funny. Uh, yeah, it's big funny. fan. CPA people. <laughs> Try to do an accent. <laughs> Hi, Colin. Thanks for the email, bud, and glad you're enjoying the show. Hugely appreciate the kind words. In reference to your question, let me try and explain what I meant. Sorry if this confuses things even more. When I referenced cost per acquisition, also known as CPA, 
or when referring to acquiring a paying customer the CAC, customer acquisition cost, this is the amount of money I had to spend on advertising to acquire one new sign-up to our verified campaign. When looking at your CPA, you shouldn't ever just look at how much you spend and how many sign-ups you had. Example, I spent £1,000 on Facebook ads and 10 people signed up, meaning my CPA is £100. The problem with this is you have no data to understand how people are acting as they move through your funnel. So when considering your CPA, you should first map out the journey a user needs to go through from seeing your advert to signing up. It might look something like this if we stick with the example from earlier. Step one, Janet sees an advert for Verified by Expert Trades on Facebook. Step two, Janet clicks and goes through to the landing page and ex that explains Verified. Step three, Janet fills in the form and joins Verified. Step four, Janet confirms her email to activate her account. Step five, Janet completes her profile and enjoys using her free account. Step six, after using her free verified profile for six months, Janet buys the Expert Trades office package to manage her paperwork. So if we think of this as our funnel from awareness to customer, we should start to track the conversions through this funnel step by step. By doing this, we can see if there are certain areas of the funnel where a large number of people drop off and this will identify where we need to focus our efforts to reduce people leaking out of that funnel. Let's put some numbers to it. We spend £1,000 on Facebook ads. These are seen by 50,000 people. That's the impressions. 1,000 people click to the landing page. 10 people sign up. 8 people confirm their account. 4 people activate their account. And then 2 people buy the office package. So now we have the data, let's look at the conversion rates. Let's see if our CPA is worth it. £20 per thousand views. £1 CTR, that's the click-through rate to the landing page. £100 per sign-up. £125 per confirmed account. £250 per active account. And £500 CAC, the cost to acquire that paying customer. That is the data in cold hard cash. Let's look at the conversion rates. 2% click-through rate to the landing page. 1% conversion on the landing page to sign up. 80% conversion from sign up to confirm email. 50% conversion rate to active profile. 50% conversion rate to customer. Now we have all the data, I always summarize with two key points. The complete funnel conversion rate is 0.004% from the number of people that saw the ad to becoming a customer. Then I reduce it from the landing page to customer conversion rate, which is 0.2%. From here, it's your job to beat that every time. You have set the benchmark. You can look at each step of the funnel and ask yourself, if I spend time optimizing and improving this step, can it make a significant impact onto my total conversions? For example, only 50% of users confirming their email address activate their account. This is after they have seen an ad, read a landing page, and filled in a form. There is a big intent here, so something is going wrong. You may then choose to allow them into the service without confirming their email, so they get to reduce their time to value. This is a term used to measure the time it takes when using a piece of software for a user to discover its value. The shorter, the better or you may check your ESP. 
your email service provider and discover you have deliverability issues. There'll be no point increasing the amount of people you put into the top of the funnel until these parts of the funnel are fixed. That is a leaky bucket. In summary, Colin, the CPA is a metric that fits into a bigger piece of work that you should spend as much time planning and reviewing as you do doing. Any follow-up questions, please let me know, bud. Hope this all made sense and helped in some way. Stay well, pal. Harry, any follow-up questions on that? Very, very uh, technical. Very detailed. I think on, on an email, it makes sense because it's bulleted. I wanted to read it out on the show because I think it will at least give someone the right mindset of how to think about their campaign funnel. And it's not just a, I spent a grand, I got 10 signups. Great. You need to start digging into the details of stuff like this to make it actually, to understand what's actually happening in the business so you can make the right changes. Yeah. Um, I've not got the email in front of me. What was the value? Uh, 500 pounds. So in that example, we said um, we had a customer acquisition cost the cac yep. of 500 pounds so that's from thousand pounds spend on adverts on facebook that resulted after six months into two paying customers to yep. buy our office package as an example these are made up numbers but it was a 500 pound customer acquisition cost um so and i guess that's not taken into account though that if they then convert and stop paying being a paying customer um the value that you've associated to that lead or that acquisition how, like how do you offset that to the amount that you're then going to get in return is it is that part of the same equation or is that a, is that a new funnel or something that they get into great question so <clears throat> just to understand what you're asking is how do we know if that's good or bad for the business yeah in terms if, of if it's, the lifetime value we get back from that person yeah if it's 500 pound for the customer but you're only going to get 300 pound back from them then you've lost 200 that's, quid that's a loss yeah exactly so when we start to talk about that, that is a, it's a follow on to the funnel, but we consider it, we would do it separately. So let's just take, for example, that we've been in business for three years and we know that the average office package customer for us stays with us for, <clears throat> these are made up numbers, but let's say they stay with us for three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And let's just say for argument's sake, our app is a hundred pounds a year. Yep. So we know before running this campaign that our lifetime value, our LTV of a customer is 300 quid because that's how much they pay us over the lifetime they're with us as a customer, 100 pounds a year, three times 100, 300 quid. So then all of a sudden when I run this campaign, I'm going to know that I need to get my LTV. Mm. That number needs to be higher than my CAC, my customer acquisition cost. And what we're really looking for is about a three to one ratio. That's the numbers that we are generally looking for in this industry. Any SaaS product is looking for a three to one CAC to LTV. So what that's saying is I need to be able to acquire a customer for about a hundred quid that's going to pay me back 300 pounds. And you you might say, well, why? Surely you're willing to pay 250 pounds for a customer that's willing to give you 300 pounds over the value of the lifetime. That's based on the average though, I guess. One, it's based on the average, but two, you have to think about, that's over three years. So I'm actually having to put 250 pounds today to realize 300 pounds over 36 months, which is not a good investment. Where if I put 100 pounds in today and I get 300 pounds back over three years, that's actually a really good scalable model for the business. I would need so much cash in my business to pay 250 to make 300 over three years to make that a big business. So if we go back to our example, I've run this Facebook ad and it's resulted in a 500 pound customer acquisition cost. I'm gonna go, that's not good. That's, I'm losing on average 200 pounds per customer. So I would then look at my funnel and work out how do I increase those conversion rates? Because the total funnel conversion rate top of my head from landing page 
to the customer was 0.2%. I need it to be five times higher to go from 500 quid to 100 quid. So I actually need to get that landing page conversion rate to 1%. So all my energy and efforts at that point in time are going to be going, how do I look at this conversion, those steps from landing page to a customer and start tweaking out extra conversions. So all of a sudden that landing page to customer conversion rate is 1%, which means it's a hundred pounds. Then it's really good value for me. Yeah. So I, so like like you said, it's not it's then not about filling the funnel with more. It's making sure that the funnel itself is efficient enough to hundred percent because the the people leaking out of those are, are opportunities that I've missed out on. Yeah. So I need to run a campaign, put finish it, then spend two three t- more times reviewing it than I did setting it up to understand what's going on. And there's little things that you can do to understand this. You can install software on your computer, heat mapping software, people that sign up that don't convert, pick up the phone and call them. Mm. Like there's all this stuff that you should be doing to understand what's going wrong with like, oh, I didn't get my activation email. Go and look at your email service provider. Oh, it didn't do X, Y, and Z. Okay, so then what I need to make clear in my ads is what it does and what it potentially doesn't do because these people are costing me money to get into Mm. my app and then ruining my conversion. So there's all this stuff that we could get into, but it's a very, very long show. The CPA is what we discussed, and this is how we need to think about the funnel start to finish. But like you addressed, like the LTV, your lifetime value of the customer, you need to be looking at about three to one on the CAC. And then from there, before before you start trying to, and this is what I'm trying to get at, before you try trying to scale anything like this, you need to fix those issues. And if you think about what we're doing in expert trades, this is exactly what we're doing. We know that we can acquire people into our app cost-effectively that would give us a really good lifetime value. But the problem that we've got at the moment is our app at the moment, one needs a user interface change to make it more intuitive because it's creating too many support issues. Bit of a brick wall. That's that's the conversion rate we're trying to fix there. Um, And then secondly, when people hit a certain scale within the app, and this is about retention, when people hit a certain scale in the app in terms of the data that they put into it, they are, they're experiencing two, 3% of users experiencing a problem. So we need, we looked at the business and went, okay, we need to remove that brick wall, mm. improve the UI and the UX, and then we need to improve the database scalability issues. So we've gone, okay, what, how do we do this? And we could have, we could have band-aided it and stuff like that, but we didn't want yeah. to. So we've rebuilt it. And on a really high level, all we've really done is said, how do we increase that conversion rate? And how do we increase that retention rate? And that was the answer that we came up with. So mm. we just rebuilt the whole damn app. So nothing really changes depending on how big or small your business is. You just got to say, here's my funnel and you can draw it out, draw it out on a bit of paper. Here's my funnel. Here's my conversion rates. Here's the people that went in. Here's the people that came out. Speak to the people that fell out as often as, as you can. Find out why they fell out and then from there, tweak your funnel. Is there a way of, um, <clears throat> is there a way of testing your funnel? Like, do you, I'm just thinking uh, for the listeners, like if they maybe do you need to basically nail the funnel on paper before you even start putting any money into it and figuring out cost per cost per acquisition, or is this something you can kind of learn along the way and think, hang about? For example, if they start putting money into ads now and then they're getting no conversions, but felt like there was only two steps, like email here, sign up. Yep. Like, is it is there somewhere where they can? I don't know, flesh out the user f- user journey from getting their name to start paying. Like, I, I'm just trying to think, is there a step before this? Because this feels like a very fleshed out yep. um, funnel that you've created. Like, is it, d- should everyone be able to know this funnel as detailed as that before they start putting money into it? I think it, I think it comes down to where you are at in terms of your product and business cycle. 
where we're at is we have a product that has, we believe product market fit. So we know the limitations the current app has, but we think if we get that right, we could scale it. Mm. So if someone out there is listening and has a service that people are already buying, they should know all of this. They should know the, the journey and it shouldn't yeah. be more than six or seven steps. They should just know it. And we can go into, we could have gone into more levels of detail with this, which is what we do internally. We have like headline numbers, but we know that when someone creates three quotes within our app, that's an indication that they're going to continue to use it and buy. So that's another milestone that we try and get people to. There's all those internal ones. But if you're, let's just say you're starting a business today and you want to sell t-shirts, then before you go and build your full user journey, your full funnel, you yeah. might say, I just want to see how many people click on an advert yeah, for this yeah. t-shirt. And that's a great way to validate a product. You might yeah. say, cool, I've got 20 designs. I can't go and get 20 t-shirts printed with all the different SKUs for each one. I'm just going to run 20 adverts for all these t-shirts and see which is the most popular and then go, okay, that's the way to validate that funnel. So if I run this t-shirt ad, I can get it in front of 25,000 people, 250,000 people for 50 quid, 100 quid. Cool. I've worked out step one of my funnel. Now I work out step two. Because it's when people click that advert, you should send them and say, sorry, this, this t-shirt's unavailable. Put your email address in here and we can email you when it becomes back available before you've even got it. Yeah. And that's your way to do very soft sample testing to validate your product. But it's also, most importantly, building your funnel so you can understand actually that step, that step, that step. Is there any profit left after I sell this t-shirt? No, tweak it or bin it. Yes, scale it. So yeah, that, that, that answers my question. Val validate, validating the product first and then you're doing hundred percent. You're on the funnel. Yeah, you can use the funnel to validate products, but if you are if you have a product in market at the moment and you're not doing this, you should stop listening to this show and go and do this. You should know your user journey from start to finish at this mm. point in time. If you're charging any, if anyone has paid for your product that you don't know, it's not friends, family that has gone to your website and bought the product, you should be able to reverse engineer how they got there. And if you can't through data, which is often hard, like analytics, intercom, mm. whatever's the, the journey they went through, just pick up the phone and say, hey. Thanks for being a customer of ours for three months. I want to give you a free month. Have you got five minutes for me? Yeah, of course. Where did you hear about us? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Start asking some questions. Was it Facebook, Google? Did you search for something? Da, 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 da. And then just map out that one guy's journey and go, well, that's a journey that worked for a successful customer who likes my products. How do I scale that? And that's a, that's a good bit of advice if you're not doing this already. Awesome. Um, I guess we'll leave it there. Guys, if you've got any more questions, uh, feel free to send them in. Email harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Uh, looked like you were going to say something. I was going to say two T's in the middle and one S at the end. But Sorry, is that a thing now? We'll <laughs> I, do, thought it was a, I thought we, we said should, like this. We should get a t-shirt that says two, two T's, T's in the middle, middle one and S then on the end. back it's like one S at the end. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest inside joke ever um, cool guys thanks for listening to the show and as I said at the opening in a very long waffling intro and by the way if you got through that then got through this episode and you still haven't left us a review in iTunes or submitted a question to the show do one of them today and put a smile on mine and Harrison's face this is the thing that motivates us to do the show guys so super simple head over to podcast start up the diary leave us a review get it read out if you're in a business plug it it's a nice little hack guys see you on the next episode Started rough, we finished strong. <laughs>
Hey guys, and welcome to episode... <laughs> hey guys, and welcome to episode 208 of The Startup Diary. I am... <laughs> You've done it again! How have you done it again? Say, I am Harry... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm doing it again. I'm do start again, start again. Rewind! This is so going at the end. Hey guys, and welcome to episode... Harry, have a second. I want this whole thing Start in. Start Whole thing in at the Do end of this show. Fucking job. <laughs> have a word with yourself. <clears throat> Looking for the best gifts for everyone on your list? Kendra Scott has just what you need. Find jewelry for every style at an affordable price. From diamonds and genuine stones to the season's best trends. Kendra Scott Jewelry is a gift that's sure to wow. You might even find a few things for yourself. Shop now at KendraScott.com and enjoy 15% off your order with code JOY15. Tis the season to give joy.